Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Acting Class Weekly with Sean Whalen. Roxy, my co-host, was phenomenal with me as always. Hello. How are you? I got to say, I missed... I missed that intro. I missed it. I, yeah. It, it, it always makes me embarrassed, as you know. So I, That's why I like that it's still going. I like that we're yeah. still jamming to it. It's like making up for lost time. It's it's coming back for the whole thing. Intro yes. plays. Entire show. We missed it that much. Yes. Uh, and Mr. Fantabulous is here as well. Grooving um, out. We've never seen that. We never get to see the behind the scenes groove of, you know, dancing to these songs. You know? The best part is I am doing this in the booth. You guys just don't know it, but I'm like Mr. Boppin in the booth. I'm just nice. like, I'm like a happy you're 12 the year old. Steve, you're the Steve Aoki of, wow, of, that, of was, new media producers. That was incredibly hip of you, Sean. That oh, was. Stop. You know what? Enough already. <laughs> and you are at the, this point, you are no, the at Steve this point, Aoki. At, at this point, because you've antagonized me, Justin, that was a full-on attack. I am attacking back to just say, I am leaning into the blue, blue, blue. Have you noticed? I, do you think I haven't? <laughs> do you think I didn't notice? Of course you did. Sean, every single day you decide to show up, Jeff and I, uh, you decide to say, you know what, millennials, guess who's going to have the most followers on TikTok? You know right. what? Guess who has the bluest looking eyes? That's uh, right. You know well, what? Guess who knows Steve Aoki's name? So I, I see you, Sean. I know what you're doing, and it's wow. working, and I'm not happy about it. I understand that. And the only reason is, and I always have a justification, is because it was a, such a hard and dark time being a sea monkey that I needed, I needed to find the only window into my soul in this con was my blue eyes. So I just... That's how you made it through the time. That's how, yes. They Wait, said that's is, the only part that was me. Who is next to you? That is uh, Mark, my makeup man. Wonderful. Mark, Wonderful. makeup man also has very, very blue eyes. eyes. He was like a scent. He was just the most calming, wonderful people, person in the world. People, what are we talking about? We're talking about um, back in 1992, I was a series regular, Mr. Fantabulous, on. Uh, his TV show called The Amazing Life Sea Monkeys. It was a live action kid show with heavy prosthetics and Howie Mandel. And it was like a wacky Three Stooges uh, type parody um, with a little Laurel and Hardy thrown in. And we were just these wacky cartoony, almost like a SpongeBob SquarePants three, but live action, th- three characters, but live action. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Please listen to part one. Last week, you're going to get an intro. I dropped the, 
little history, uh, Mr. Fantabulous, Miss Phenomenal have been begging for this story yes. for, for months. I finally broke it out last week and there's just so much that I could see in Roxy's quivering lips dying to dive into this for more questions that we just had to roll it over because I kind of laid out the journey. Again, that's part one of Sean was a sea monkey on TV, part one. This is part two, um, but we'll give you a brief rundown before we get into it. But before we and do I'll that- I'll say we... quickly, Sean, just before yes, we sir. move on, if the other benefit of listening to last week from a practical standpoint is you got a lot into the mechanics and challenges of acting in prosthetics, which yes. for your listeners, I think is really valuable because they yeah. you know, may or may not be booking things. In oh yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and I, uh, before we get into that, I want to jump in with uh, Sean's week. And uh, I think it's this week is, uh, I persevered through the sea monkeys. We're persevering through the quarantine. I think the, the theme will be perseverance. I could Sean. use that. I yeah, could use a little, that. Little, little of that, ready? Desperately. Yeah, uh, one. I'm two. perspirating, but pers Pers perspiring. I need. Yeah, um, that, that's perspiring. perspiring. Mm -hmm. Ready? Three, two, one. Sean's, Sean's week. week. I think we all had the same take. Uh, did any of you guys do this? I didn't see any fist pumps, and it feels like I, you, I did, you didn't see me do that. You, it kind of looked like a uppercut. Oh, I, I was doing it. My camera angle isn't great, but I was kind of. What happened with you, Jeff? I was kind of like FDR at the fireside chats, just kind oh. of like, you know. It's going to be trying okay. to one up us, okay? No, you no. Know. He he went he went the subtle route, which was we're going to be okay. Yeah. I don't want to. No fight. No fight here. We're strong. We'll be fine. Is that? Mm. That's the take, right? Yeah. That's the take. That's the take. I got it. I I feel it. Um. So my week. So. Uh, there was an open call for casting directors. I think I mentioned last week where they wanted you to put something on self-tape. Um, I might have, I don't remember if I mentioned this part of it, but I wanted to showcase the fact the daddy-daughter date, but he looked too scruffy and she was embarrassed to go with him. So he was, the scene was at her bedroom door telling her that he called her stepfather because he's in real estate and has nice suits and he won't embarrass her. And he gets her reservations to her favorite restaurant and uh, is then calls at the very end of this monologue, I call my boss and say, hey, uh, just letting you know, um, I'm gonna swing by. I don't need that suit that suit jacket you let me borrow after all. And it's very sweet and sad. And, uh, but I thought they don't see me like that. So it was an opportunity to say, okay, I have the, I have the chance to showcase something that I want to show these people that's different. If I went in there and did like a wacky Disney Channel thing, I don't think it would surprise anybody, but I wanted to do something kind of different. So <laughs> it was an opportunity. And so I just wrote my own thing. Son, exactly how long was the piece? And because you were writing your own, was it, was there a reader with you or it was a complete monologue? Yeah, it was, I had uh, my girlfriend reading the teenage daughter. It was about a minute and 45. I did it. The one, version I loved was two minutes and 20 seconds, but they literally said one to two minutes. So as I've said in my show before guys follow instructions follow instructions. So mm. don't give, send in a 220 if they say between one and two. So I cut it and did it to one because my original one, the phone call was like, hey, I'm not going to need to come in late tomorrow for work and tell the guys not to ask about it. You know, she got sick and we couldn't go. I don't want them to, you know, I don't want to pretend why I don't have any pictures. 
or anything like that. And hey, I'm good for those extra shifts because he spent all his money on these beautiful reservations at this French restaurant that he's letting the about knowing your type, knowing what you're good at, playing yeah. to mm-hmm. that. But then for you also playing to a type that you're not seen at because you're already established. Um, so right. I think there's a lot of lessons in in what you decided to write, the choices you decide to make when it's uh, when you're given such a blank canvas. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, we've talked a lot about putting yourself on tape. So on tape, the yeah. lack of shadows, how to do it. I, I think that would be really interesting. Um, because even if idea. you don't have relationships to casting directors, this mm-hmm. is a really cool time to put yourself on tape. Yeah. And um, you have the time to do it, hopefully, right now. Mm-hmm. And to put those things on Instagram. on whatever, whatever on YouTube. Um, and just to have something so that if somebody says, can I see anything you've done and you don't have much that you have done, uh, then you have something to, to show. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it could be an episode. I mean, like how to write. Yeah, I'll do it. No, it's, it's really great. Great. It's, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. So I did that. Um, I had our first virtual sketch class online, our Zoom sketch class, which is very cool. We are working on something really exciting. We're going to be have a fictional kind of serialized comedy bits where it's I, the idea right now. It could be anything. We are a group somehow. We're either a business or a group. And I think the lean in right now is that we might be a theater company that's trying mm-hmm. to rehearse for a play. Um, but there's going to be all this drama because then there'll be ones of like, you know, two actors getting together and they'll just, there's two things on Zoom and then us with the big group and then us with different, and we're root you, Roxy. I would love it. Honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a yes. Liked about it and the things I didn't, but I thought it was bold. It was bold. The the stuff that worked, worked pretty well. The stuff that didn't, didn't fly, but no, right. I mean, that's every episode of SNL, so. Exactly. Diving into homeschooling with my teenage daughter, who's definitely... You know, Amy is my killer director always, uh, but you know, she's, she's an artist, so she's not, she don't love the school, but she's, she's digging in. We've got a nice pattern. So working on that, uh, sending in the pics out that I did on my Quarancon, you know, still doing that. TikTok's still going really, really well. I had a lot of fun. I had a really fun whole dance thing. And then I put it up and literally just went blank because I guess they didn't have copyright for some of the songs I thought I was. So, you know, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun on that. And then uh, and my interesting, very interesting talk with some people in the industry who are telling me the new frontier is going to be ones where they're going to be probably a lot more lower budget movies now. So I'm very excited about that because I have a nice little low budget movie that I'm you do trust, which I've talked about before. Um, uh, Doug Van Bever, my partner in Psyche and Divine, just sent me a wonderful wonderful script i love it it's set in the 80s so great and that's kind of independent so we're both very excited about possibilities of uh, more independent movies they think that's gonna be the thing because why theaters concerts i just heard garcetti saying concerts probably for 2021 so movie theaters are gonna be rough so you can release independent movies on tv a lot easier so yeah you know i was just talking to somebody who is a an employee uh an after buzz host and also an employee of um, universal theme parks and she was saying that they are talking about until there's a vaccine that the the park can't open in uh full capacity uh and so this is disney right uh this universal um, universal okay. universal but disney is having the same thing um and you know they they furloughed their employees as of 
uh, April 19th, the, yeah. the Disney ones, but you know, there's going to be a need for content. And a lot of that content is going to be low budge because people are going to have even less choices. Like you're going to be able to see movies, um, but they're going to have to be low budget movies. And there's going to be a lot of things that you can't do. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. The industry yeah. is right now. Well, that's why I'm excited about all the TikTok and the sketch idea and doing stuff like that, releasing stuff like that. It's going to be, it's going to definitely be fun. Um, so, you know, all of this, the only reason we're here is because of you and sharing all this stuff and uh, me, you know, being very cruel about how blue my eyes are in the blue room <laughs> with a blue jacket, but it's all for you. Maybe Roxy doesn't believe that, but it's for you. And we just want to make sure you can see more of my blue eyes. And how would they do that, Roxy? I don't know if I can roll my eyes quite big enough. Let's see. <laughs> You're not blue eyes. I do. Uh, yeah. My non- <laughs> My poop brown eyes. Yeah, yeah, your poop brown eyes. Listen, there are a million ways that you guys can support the show and that the things that we appreciate more than you know during this time. If you like, if you subscribe, if you leave a comment, all of those things help us know what content you guys want and also help this community to grow. This community growing is really important to us because then there's more people to answer questions. There's more people to support each other. Uh, Sean is always talking about networking and we use this community as our own personal network. So, and you guys should be doing the same thing and uh, watching during this time where we lack connection. It, it's just been incredible to be able to see what you guys are thinking, what you want to learn more about. And uh, we really appreciate you being here. I wanted to read a couple of comments. I went back to two previous episodes. One of them, Sean, this one's for you um, because you're so hip. So I just wanted to give this give this really hip uh, comment a read for you. Weston Ira says, this panel is, and then there is, um, uh, it's followed by several emojis, Sean. Uh, there's three fire emojis. Um, nice. There's a thumbs up emoji. There's nice. an emoji of a person with a... Um, uh, monocle. monocle monocle and an emoji of somebody like this uh so mr hip what what are we what is what are they saying this panel is um we are a uh very uh curious professor that fell mm. into a fireplace mm, yes yes that must be what the that kids are saying these days meant. so i'm really happy with that uh mm -hmm. and then for the less hip um more adult people, Jeff, this one can be for you and I, uh, you know, this is, <laughs> this is a big one. Um, from, this is from a couple of months ago. Uh, but I always, I marked it because I wanted to read it and I never read it from Ronald Montgomery. Ronald said, still catching up with the episodes. I just got done listening to the podcast and had to see this video. I'm not the normal actor, but am a voiceover talent. What you, uh, find what you put out very useful. The two are similar. Would love to hear some information in the VO area also. You had mentioned Ooh. dubs in past episodes, and I'm pretty sure you have friends in this niche. So uh, thank you to Ronald for listening and, and catching up on these episodes. And uh, Sean, what do you think about doing a VO-centered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, friend David Kaufman, who was Lisa Picote's husband, and Lisa Picote came in and talked about uh, their child uh, acting theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so her husband, David Kaufman, who was in my very first commercial, did a lot. He was the voice of Danny Dangerous or Danny something. Some uh, I know what you're Danny. talking about. Danny Phantom, right? Danny Phantom. Yeah. yeah. He was Danny wow. Phantom. And he's yeah. been doing that in a while. And so, yeah, maybe I can get. Uh, that would I be mean, great. It's a little old school because he, but what's cool about David is he did on camera and off camera. 
You know what I mean? That's cool. So you could talk about the differences. Yeah, Uh, that would be really great. And then also quick shout out again. Last week, I gave a shout out to a friend of the show, Megan Lynn, who was an intern with us for a long time. Yeah, I didn't tell her I was going to give her a shout out. It was a little bit of a test just to see how real she was about listening to the show. And like an hour afterwards, she texted me and was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can't believe you gave me a shout out on the show. So I was like, wow, girl does listen. She said she listens twice. She must actually do it. So not that I ever And the only the only thing I forgot about my week and Sean's week was I had a very good meeting with a uh, self-starter who's teaching me how to, you know, monetize stuff on social media. And that would be you, Miss Roxy. Just I was going to say, you didn't mention me in your week. I'm so glad I gave I uh, literally had it on here. You saw it on the thing. But do you want to yeah. know, Jeff, uh, how Sean repaid me for teaching him you about all of the different ways that you could um, grow your fan base on the socials? He uh, publicly offered you a part in his uh, film. Okay, yeah. that, that happened prior to <laughs> uh-huh. this. Uh, and my sketch class. Whose side are you really on, Jeff? Whose side are you on? Keep going, keep going. Go ahead. What he did was ridicule me on multiple occasions for touching my face in my own home. Don't touch your face. It was terrifying. Don't touch your face. It was terrifying to me. Stop touching your face. He's on your team. <laughs> yeah, If I if would you rather that I didn't care? That's the question. Yeah. it's just like the other one it's just like Uh, the greasy question yeah you know who shouldn't touch their face people who who have cgi lists uh tactics and have to wear practicals and could smudge all of their stuff right off their face exactly and that was one of our thing when we used to eat lunch and our prosthetics our lips lips would definitely uh like you know big pink lip Oh, that would all what come is up. that? It's a, just a, it's a prosthetic lip. And it's painted? But, it, but it's, yeah, it's painted. So it's, it looks like bigger and more exaggerated. So, hmm. okay. So how, do, how does a prosthetic lip attach? You go. You did uh, all the other pieces, right? So it was this piece right here. It was like a jaw piece. So guys who are not watching, it's basically as if I was showing you a, almost like a beard. They would put a put a prosthetic here that was one full piece and it went and, it, and then it would so they put the big pieces on here and then as they got here they took a tiny brush and glued that big lip part right onto my lip like right on my lip did it, essentially did I mean it like right below my afterwards? Well, no, not right below my lip but then the thing puffed out so it covered my real lip does that make sense yeah but did it dry out your lip Oh my God. I mean, you were, we were so messed up. Our skin was messed up. Our lips yeah, were You definitely... guys get a lot of pimples? Did I get a lot of pimples? I know that's a weird question, but I would think. No, it's a great question. I think I, I don't recall that I did. Here's me sitting there. I mean, this, I didn't bring in the camera for a while and you don't really see me, but I look exhausted, obviously. You're, one I'm of your thin. eyes is just like half closed like yeah, you're trying like, yeah. to that's always it. been my thing i've always really? see, this has been a lazy eye and oh, if you, know you see me well you know when i do it in the sun if okay. you like when i go out and do tiktoks in the sun i'll come back and i go oh i gotta reshoot it because i'm like this the whole time interesting i love this this the whole time because this is my lazy eye so so any so I, I i i was scared to do the show i did the show the money wasn't great but it wasn't bad it was consistent but I had to wear a cool suit, which is something that, that cooled my body down to the core. 
plug it into a cooler, cool water would come through and I, it was in a vest and I'd have to wear that under my suit. It was a very physical show. I talked about last week how I, you know, had to take a day off one time because I was so anxious and I wasn't sleeping and panicked. Another guy had passed out and the producer had to step in. Um, but I didn't get to Peter, the guy, the guy who was like curly in uh, the Three Stooges. He was physically so there so were three strong. of you guys. It's Sean, it's Peter, yeah. and it's Ron. It's uh, no, it was uh, made it up. Sean, Peter, Paul. No, Sean, Peter. What is it, Mister Fantavius? Sean, Peter, was... Jeremy. Peter, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, no, you're talking was... about your um. Sorry, I can't... no, Rob, Rob, Rob LeBell. Oh, I was sorry. close with Ron. Come on, Sean, Peter, Rob. Right. So Rob, uh, he passed out one day, and the producer had to step in because he was so exhausted. And I did. Now Peter was amazing. He, I was mentioned this last week. He could do like the physicality where he was standing. He kicked a leg under and did a total backflip and landed on his back on the floor. In the like, prosthetics. In the prosthetics. Wouldn't they? Well, he had. He, I mean, the, the the special effects people the uh, would come in and give him, you know, pat extra padding and things like that for his back. But he was a very old school physical comic that way, like very vaudevillian mm. in that way. So he was really strong and he one day was doing everything. And so I panicked and kind of bowed out. Rob like totally passed out. Bowed out of trying what? To push. I asked to not shoot one day. I literally came oh, to the right. set and I go, don't put me in that makeup. I can't do it. I can't, I just can't. I'm just in a horrible place. Did you think they were going to fire you? I didn't know, but I just, but luckily the crew knew me enough and said, you just can't today. Just shoot around them. But how do you do that? How do you not? They shot around me and cut me from a couple scenes and just mm-hmm. literally said, you know, where's, uh, where's Aquarius? And he's like, Oh, he's still in the garden, you know, whatever. Yeah. Kind of left me out of it or whatever. So uh, Peter's was totally different. He just, uh, was raging angry got so mad and um just started yelling during a shoot screaming. yeah during a shoot day and just going i'm so fucking hot i'm hot i'm hot i get hot. you know he was just so mad and, and and then they finally like let him go home for half the day we all had a meltdown at one point that's how crazy and tough it was so start hitting me with these questions rocks well i think i've been uh, hitting you with them because so he has that meltdown right and what does everybody just understand and the next day it goes back to normal or how does that affect the set do you guys stop well, what we do is is we did you know we had to sh- next day is everybody cool with him or everybody, is there beef? yeah they knew they knew how hard it was i think i mentioned last week there are crew people who are in tank tops and shorts and we're covered in fat suits, prosthetics, gloves covering our hands and our feet. I mean, we were in, in and he realized how hellish it actually was. So. And that, that made, that made TV. What do you mean? Like that person, the producer was in the suit and nobody yes, knows. He was in the prosthetic in, in an episode. He was playing Rob's character, but he just kind of was in the background, you know? 
And, and, and that's and they, when the tune really changed afterwards? Yes, they understood how bad it was. We got nicer chairs. We got like nice barber chairs or dentist type chairs, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, and I forget like, I don't know, the special water bottles that we could sip more. I don't know, they, things just got a little better but they couldn't get that much better. Oh, he put fan uh, more AC in our room what like was the, your, the ac tube sean i know that going into this you talked to your your reps and they said we think you should still take this it's still a series regular right what was your conversation like with your representation as this w- was worse than you guys could have even imagined i think they were concerned i think if i recall it was pam ellis who was my first agent and it happened the, the big story that happened afterwards was i came out afterwards and because the producer i kept on saying oh he's going to vegas they just didn't seem to they were like man we're bum-. It, the the perception was man we're bummed that you're uncomfortable but we're shooting you know what I mean? It was what do you like, mean you came out afterwards? I came out the other end afterwards. Oh. And my anxiety was peaking um, because of the claustrophobia and the, under the makeup and the sensitivity of losing weight and not eating. And so I had to go to therapy. And one of the questions was, if this is what the industry looks like, I'm not interested. I'm just not interested where we're, you know, they, they cared so much more about the show than us, you know? Do you think that that was your perception of it or do you think that was true? I don't, I think it was a little bit of both. I think they were just trying to plow through and they just didn't know they did. It was uncharted territory, you know, to do prosthetics. People had done prosthetics for years, but this was, and, you know, I think of planet of the apes when it was even less uh, advanced. And they had, you know, they were shooting in the desert and stuff like that. But there wasn't consistent physical comedy with just the same people. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So let's say one of those gorilla guys on the horses or whatever would have a scene or two. But that was it for a few days. You know what I mean? We were all day, every day, physical, 12 hours a day, you know. And for months. Yeah, for, yeah, a couple months. So it was... So I was really messed up about this. And I think I talked about this on our uh, mental health episode, but I, my therapist said something really great. She said, do me a favor. What do you like about acting? I said, oh, I love performing and I love making people laugh. I mean, I still found joy in making people laugh on the set, even of the sea monkeys. But she said, what do you like about it that has nothing to do with acting? like nothing at all, not about the artistry or anything. And so she said, I want you to come back with those reasons. And I came back and I said, it's because I don't want to do the same thing every day in the same building at the same desk every single day. That would drive me crazy. I like that things change. I like the newness. I'm kind of ADD. And I, now that I learn more about it, I actually think I am on the spectrum of ADD. Uh, but I like the newness of it. I like something changing. But more than that, on the top of the list was I love meeting new people. I just love meeting new people. I met wonderful people on this set. 
um, the makeup and hair department, the, the art department. I mean, most people, the Kyoto brothers, even the producer was a character, but you know, I love meeting new people. And she said, well, that's what you have to hold on to. That as, so when this stuff happens, you go, but at least I'm meeting new people and I'm not stuck at a desk job. Do you know what I mean? Did you use that in the future? Oh, absolutely. It's the, the two things that made me realize I got to stay in it because the other stuff I already knew I liked. And what she said, which is also true, is if this is the way it is, that it's always new, then this too shall pass and there will be another one. And will it ever That's be true. this bad? And I said it as a joke last week, but the truth was I will never be a sea monkey again. I used that for the rest of my career. As long as anything got bad physically, I was tired, pushed to the limit, I would say, but at least I'm not a sea monkey anymore. So if, if Sean 2020 got to go talk to Sean 92, what would he say to prep him for this role? That it's everything is moment to moment that you're going to learn so much about yourself. Um, I would teach him everything I learned about anxiety and, you know, not to ruminate on how uncomfortable it is. But once I got that book, um, you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. I would bring that to the set every day and read little passages about what, and I wrote down, I literally had to write down why I like doing it. And I'd read it every morning and I'm meeting new people. I'm making decent money. I'm, a, I'm able to make people laugh. Like I had to read this piece of paper every day. And that second half after the breakdown was the better. It was better. Because you mean after I just, the one day you said that you couldn't yeah, do it? Yeah, that I could, where I just hit a wall. Yeah, that I hit a wall. But, you know, they were also, like I said, mentioned last week, but, but want to expand on when they would come in and go, yeah, we might have more episodes. We might have less episodes. And we were all very torn. We wanted, you know, maybe excited for the work, but we're terrified of the physical demands continuing. So every time they came in in the morning and finally they came in and the, the ADs said, just stop, stop coming in in the morning in the makeup. It's hard enough. It's dark. It's five in the morning and they're putting cold glue Wait, all the over AD their face. The ADs said to who to stop coming to, in? Oh, sorry. Thanks. The producer, the exec producer go, you're not welcome in this dressing room until the mm. end of day, you know, or, in, or, or until some other time. And the executive producers were the ones saying, going to Vegas, trying to get the money. Yeah, I'm going to be, uh, yeah, maybe it'll last. Maybe it won't. Maybe, you know, it was always preempted by basketball games because it was on so late in the Saturday morning, like 1130. So college ball would start at 11 and, and trumpet, you know what I mean? Yeah. And take it out. So, um so it was just psychologically too hard. And then they said, don't do it at the middle of the, you know, they had to find certain times to talk to us because at the end of the day, when we were so exhausted or at the beginning of the day, when we were in the makeup room, they just basically said, don't come in the makeup room anymore. Don't come in the makeup room. It's just too hard because it's when they're facing it or like getting out of the makeup and, and being exhausted. So to do this kind of back and forth, it's going to last. It's not going to last. It's going to be, you know, it's too, and we had very mixed feelings about it. So it was really hard. So I literally almost quit the business due to this show. Wow. Sean, why did you show up to set the day that you said, don't put me on makeup? I hadn't. That's a good question. I always had trouble going to sleep. 
And that night, I think I had slept two hours and I woke up in a pool of sweat, having anxiety attack, flopping around the bed, just going, I, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then I'd get up and I kind of was having a panic attack, walking around in my little apartment and just going, I don't know what to do. And I think I got maybe two hours of sleep total. So by the time I went in, I was such a wreck anyway. And I just went to the guys and said, I just don't think I can do this today. And then there, I think there was a woman on the set who was, I think, in costuming and she was very spiritual. She's the one who gave me the book. I can't afford the negative, uh, the luxury of a negative thought. She was taught me how to breathe. She did this whole kind of massage thing on me because what she said, where's your anxiety? It's in my stomach. And I will never forget this to this day. She just rubbed my stomach, almost like you rub a dog's belly or whatever, but she did it in a certain way that I swear to you, my anxiety for my stomach disappeared. Like I'd never had that before. And she mm. calmed me down. And when they walked in, she's the one who turned and said, listen, I have to advocate and speak up for him. He's just not in the place to do this today. Send him home. And I did. And I devoured that book that night. And I wrote out all these cards for me to read, to keep me positive and not to ruminate on negative things. And that's how I got through. So that day I took the opportunity. It's not like I went home and just slept and started my panic all over again. I and took the, the opportunity. Did, say, how can I get through this? Peter and Rob, did they, the next day, was there any shade thrown? Did they judge you? about? No. Doing- they got it. As they, you know, it was just a matter of time before they had theirs. Every one of us had it. Listen, I heard about Jim Carrey on The Grinch. And because on top of that, all that stuff, he had to wear big contact lenses too. And so they got a Navy SEAL guy that, was, that taught them about pain and endurance and stuff like that. They had to come in and coach him through it. The, because it's just so... It's just such a weird feeling when you're under a, a in, encased and you just want to go, oh man, can I take this off? And you can't. And even at the, and the then heat that, element, is- but just the thought, like if you know what it's like to have anxiety, a thought can let you can have a negative thought and go, oh, you know, we're, we're all going to die someday. Well, if you're in a decent enough, it doesn't matter. But a little thought that lands in a terrible, when you're in a terrible, fertile place for negativity and you go, and I say, I just think that would start a panic attack on the set. I go, wow, I can't take this off even if I wanted to. And that right there, I'd go, start a panic attack because it was a useless thought. It wasn't a really smart thought. And as my later therapist would say, it's like, you can't afford the luxury of that negative thought. It's like a match next to a flame. You know, I'm next to a bunch of dried hay. You know, you can't like that. So, uh, but I, you know, I endured it. And, and it, believe me, when I read those articles about Jim Carrey, it made me go, oof, I know where he's coming from. I know how hard it is. Sean, is and, that the only time you've ever not worked on a day that you were supposed to work? Uh, no, there was one other time. It was like a major illness thing, but that was the only other. Yeah. Uh, one of the, I think there's two totally in my whole career. Wow. Yeah, that's the only time I ever pulled the plug on it. And so I think that that part, because of that, that's part of the reason that you don't feel um, remorse or whatever word about not working that day, because 
if you were somebody who had called out constantly, then that one day you come in, you wouldn't have been given the slack that you were given. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, and, and, but I used it to improve my mental fortitude to come back and do it again. Years later, I did Star Trek and I was on the prosthetic, same thing for a whole week. And there was pressure because they were doing this one shot, an entire crane shot. And the whole crane shot was a monologue, a really fast monologue of mine. But if I messed it up, they'd have to go all the way back to one and start the whole like two minute shot all over again. But I was sitting down. And, and that helped? Improved makeup. I, was, I wasn't in a fat suit. I wasn't jumping around. The speech wasn't, the speech was kind of pressure, but it was well-written. And so it made it easy to say, but again, it wasn't as bad. And I knew it was just a week. Did you have anxiety about having to do that? Like, Nope. No. All that stuff I learned to, you know, and again, I was like, yeah, I've done this before, but this is five days and I'm sitting and and I'm comfortable. I'm in normal clothes. It's cool. It's in a cool soundstage. Did it help that it was Star Trek? No, that makes it a little hard. I mean, that just makes it harder because a little tip for you guys, no improvising of any type on that show, on those Star Trek shows. Word for word, pause for pause, comma, period, everything. Word perfect. Word perfect. What do you mean on those shows? You mean every Star Trek show? Every Star Trek show, yeah. The writing's airtight. That's what I, I was for that show. And they said, this is the way it's always been. So wow. now mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy, I watched his thing. And back in the day, he came up with some stuff. He came up with this, you know, long. Uh, well, when you're long Leonard Nimoy, way. I think you get a little bit more leeway than. Yeah. But yeah, this is a, yeah, it's a very yeah. airtight franchise. So it was, it was all, everything was easier. Nothing, nothing has been as hard as that was. And it made me also go, well, I wasn't forced or having to act. You know, it wasn't like a professional. It's like the have to take over the company. It was a full on choice after that. And that's why I decided to make it better. If that makes sense after, you know, because it was like, I'm choosing to do this now. Did you improvise as a sea monkey? uh, We got to, we pitched some things. Yeah. We got to pitch a couple things. Not a lot. I don't, I don't, in all all honesty, I don't remember that much, but I, 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 know that they were open to us playing around a little bit Mm. but uh but no it was great because like i said it made me choose this career and when you choose it it's a lot better than saying i have to do this and so i've dealt with every up and down since easier so that is what that show taught me so it was kind of kind of an amazing journey i don't know so You've been hearing about this for a while. Is it what you expected? Less so, more so? I mean, I just think that it's so wild that you could want something so bad. And then when you have it, it's not at all what it seemed. Or, and, and, you know, it's your first series regular role and it almost makes you quit the business. Cause I'm in the place that you were in prior to that, where it's like, I want this so bad. And, imagining that being my first series regular where it's it sounds like torture um, yeah. and having to want it enough that you stay through that and that's how bad you have to want it 
I feel like I, I don't, I don't um, relate as much to the other reasons that you talk about. Right. Um, for me, are you more pragmatic? What do you mean? Meaning you, you like to know, but... no, but you like to know where you're going to be and who you're working with. You no, know what I mean? no. Um, no, I think that I like something new every day, but like for me, I am just like obsessed with stories. So you said it's not allowed to be about the art, but for me, I just like love hearing people tell stories in any capacity. Yeah. Um, so I, since I love that, I think that. that... I, and, and you know what? I might've, that's not what I came up with. Yeah. I like that too, but I can be honest to this day. It's not as, that's still not on the, the list of like meeting new people and having, you know, new stimulation and and I love adventure I love adventure and yeah it it was an adventure right I like that too I like adventure too I like something different every day but for me like I just love stories I love them yeah yeah well even as weird as like sea monkeys and what like who ate a bunch of edibles and came up with that one yeah it's a crazy crazy story no believe me I'm gonna do a whole thing on TikTok I thought about it after the show I gotta do like Cause there's a whole new thing called story time and they tell these stories. And I was like, I got to tell this story. So yeah. Uh, well, also shout out in the super chat. Thank you for supporting this network during this very tumultuous, strange time. Larry Lease. Uh, he says, just showing my support now, guys hit that like button. Appreciate that. Larry, uh, thank your you, support Larry. means a lot. And, uh, yes, the, the network after buzz really appreciates it. Uh, we also just for anybody who doesn't know we are still covering to even during quarantine all of your favorite tv shows that you're watching so Great. make sure you go check out all of the content that we're doing um, on after buzz and popcorn talk and black hollywood live uh, and also look at our some of our editorial stuff we've been writing awesome articles about uh different actors people that you that you idolize or that you are inspired by and, and people we've talked about on this show um, so definitely people talk about like how their work and what they do. And, uh, it's a good place to go afterwardstv.com to look into some of your favorite actors. Awesome. Well, as always, Roxy, where can we find you? You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer, uh, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer. And as I taught Sean all about also my Patreon, patreon.com slash Roxy Stryer. There you go. And uh, I'm everywhere at Sean Whalen actor and on that TikTok. TikTok though. I know she hates that. She no, hates I lo- that. I'm obsessed with your TikTok, Sean. You have one of my oh, are you TikTok watching them? Yeah, are you kidding? I I like I heard all of them. You have too many you? people hearting them, so you don't even know that I'm hearting them. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, I, you, you, it's hard to see who likes all the ones. Oh, I see the comments. It's hard to see. Hard no, no, I'm saying see. I see the comments. It's so hard. So comments. many people like them. It's hard to see. Mm-hmm. Well, and my TikTok is at Sean Whalen19. That's a lot of fun and a lot of fun stories, and I have things to learn, uh, learn and grow from that too. As always. Thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.